Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, I'm really excited about today's episode. I've got Carrington Warfield, and she's an entrepreneur, and she's an uh, events entrepreneur. So we'll hear about all about the event space before, during, and after COVID. She's also going to touch on building a personal brand, balancing work-life balance, and some of the obstacles and challenges she's faced and overcome. So, Carrington, welcome. Thank you for having me, Chris. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. Um, kind of tell the people your your story and your background and how you got started, and we'll get dive right into it. Awesome. Well, again, uh, like Chris said, my name is Carrington Warfield, or better known as Coach K, the coach's planner. Um, I'm an event strategist. My background is in in event planning. Corporate event planning actually is my niche. Um, But what I decided to do was um, about a year ago was move into the strategy space. I know there's a lot of new entrepreneurs, especially after COVID coming out, right, that are have realized their gifts. Right. And are wanting to monetize off of those. And so I noticed that there is a a huge space for event strategy. There's a lot of coaches and entrepreneurs that are actually hosting their own events now, but they understand the logistics piece, but not the strategy behind it. And so when you have the strategy behind it, that's how you can kind of turn potentials into actual clients. So that's what I do. Um, I still still work full time, um, but um, I decided to become an entrepreneur because I feel like in working on a job, and this is just my personal opinion, I feel like in working on a job, I don't feel like I was always um, paid my worth uh, or I felt a lot of the times undervalued. And although I still work, um, I'm moving into the space of like my own, like full time. Uh, So that's really important to me. Um, And so that was one of the reasons as to why that probably the biggest reason as to why I became or decided to become an entrepreneur. I love that. And actually, I think um, especially COVID kind of was kind of a great reset. It kind of slapped everybody in the face and poured cold water and kind of made everybody reassess. And, you know, a lot of people are doing what you're doing. They're, you know, they're they're quitting their jobs and they're going after their dreams, you know, you know, getting what they're worth and um, kind of standing up against the status quo. So, I mean, COVID was, you know, kind of a disaster, but, you know, a lot of good came out of it. One thing that was really interesting that you brought up was this idea of logistics and then strategy. What is the difference? Well, the difference is the logistics is just that, right? Okay, booking the space, um, you know, doing the the social media, the the promotion, the marketing, um, all of the things that are entailed in the in the event space, right? Again, book the space, book the speaker. Those are all like the event decor. That's all the logistics piece. But the strategy is. Why am I doing this, right? What are my goals and objectives and how do they align with, or how can I, my event align with my goals and objectives, right? And so I think people think about it, but they don't think about it, if that makes sense, 
Right. And I feel like being in the corporate event planning industry for so long, I've done enough events to where I now understand the importance of really thinking about what your goals and objectives are. You know, if you have an agenda, your agenda should align with that actual, with your goals and, and, and objectives, as well as the event itself, right? Um, you've got to provide value, which most people are probably providing value, but maybe they're not thinking about it a little bit more in depth as they should. And then the engagement piece too, especially for events that are online, as well as in events that are uh, like face-to-face rather. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's, it looks like, um, you know, kind of events manager or events planner is kind of like the, like the operations and they make sure everything's going well, you know, all of the logistics and then kind of the event strategist is, is kind of um, looking at from a bigger, like a visionary standpoint and like a marketing, advertising sales, you know, maximizing revenue, all all of that. Yes, absolutely. Because the strategist is thinking, you know, how to align, like I said, goals and objectives. Also, not just having an efficient or running it efficiently, but effectively and then executing it well, right? That's what you want to think about. That's what the event strategist, or that's my job, is to help you think about those things, right? And to teach you how to each individual event, how to align, and everything's not going to always be the same, not every event is the same, but to be thinking about those things for each one of your events. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And uh, because I know, how has events changed or evolved since COVID? Because, you know, before you know, we're going to all these conferences. I mean, still people are traveling. Um, I think more of it's on the personal side, but how has that evolved since COVID? Well, you know what? At the beginning of COVID, um, a lot of people were doing, obviously everybody went to Zoom, right? Everybody was not necessarily (laughs) just Zoom, but there were other platforms similar to Zoom, but most events went online, right? And so people had to figure out a different way of actually being able to still be in front of their audience. Whereas now it's like, I've been to a couple of events, um, conferences, and people are ready to get out. Um, I think people are being a lot more um, strategic, right? They're paying event strategists. Uh, they're being a lot more strategic. Um, they're kind of thinking through it. Um, and it's funny is I'm funny because I'll go to events and it's not that I'm doing this on purpose, but I'm literally saying, oh, they probably could have done this differently. They probably could have done, but this is actually helping me because that helps me to come up with different strategies when I go to events or different strategies that I can use as an approach for a client, right? And so um, I don't think the events have changed very much. People are still having large events. Um, I think they're being a little bit more careful now. Um, I won't say everybody is, but I think they're being a little bit more careful, um, a little bit more strategic. And I think that a lot of them are now thinking through, and like I said, hiring strategists to assist in getting that um their message out right yeah yeah it's really interesting because you know especially because i know people for example they're kind of doing hybrid so they have a in-person and they also have a um uh online right and um because i know like in person you get more engagement and it's more impactful whereas online is like it's very convenient, right? It's like, and, and I know, for example, because, you know, a lot of the big organizations that when everything canceled, they, you know, they lost a lot of money. I know a lot of organizations now are being very, very strategic in how they allocate resources in case something happens again, uh, which is fascinating. Which brings me to the next question is, 
this idea of so you you know events are really great but i mean you can get really burned out and so how do you balance entrepreneurship and personal life work-life balance you know any tips for success yes <laughs> that took a little bit of time and i won't say i've actually mastered it but i yeah. think it's important that you know when you have a full-time job it's important to kind of focus on your full-time job and then for me you have to spend i think it's important to spend at least a couple of hours a day on your own personal things whether it's spending an extra hour in the morning before you log into work and maybe an hour or two after work but trying to at least an hour or two a day spending it on the things that you're doing and um, i know what for me is i always try to create a checklist of the most important things right those things that need to be done that are the most important and i think if you create a list and prioritize those things I think that helps with me as far as the work-life balance. Um, also, understanding that um, I work hard for my company, but I want to work just as hard, if not harder, for my own business, right? Especially if I want to do my own thing at some point, right? And where I'm not clocking in or, you know, where I'm not working for someone. And so you've got to have that same drive and commitment to your own personal brand and your own personal business as you do for another, for someone else's business. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And and then the other thing is talking about is you go from kind of the nine to five, you got a corporate, and then you're also looking to diversify yourself. How are you building a personal brand as an entrepreneur? Uh, for me, I've got a couple of things that I'm working on right now. So um, one of the things that helped me is to actually build um, like my brand as well as expand my audience um, was I became an executive contributor for Brains Magazine. And so that's a global magazine. And so that puts me in front of a huge audience, right? Not just in the US, but in Europe and other countries. Um, I'm also this podcast tour that I'm work um, that I'm doing right now. Um, so this is good because I'm in front of a different audience. Like who'd have thought I'd have been in front of like physicians, right? <laughs> talking to physicians about event strategy and being an event planner and all of that good stuff. Um, I think those are things. And then um, being out, um, going to different events and things are very important too. Um, learning how to network is extremely important. Um, you've got to get out of your comfort zone, go to different events, um, you know, talk to people, you know, bring your, your business card and exchange business cards and talk to people and not just ask like, how can they help you, but always offer your services to other people, right? Um, I yeah. think that's extremely important. It's not just about what they can do for you, but how can I actually help you and how can I serve you? Yeah. Yeah. I love this because, uh, you know, transitioning from the medical field, I know, you know, networking in the medical field is a lot different than uh, how, you know, entrepreneurs network and, you know, kind of entrepreneurs are just very, they're giving value. They're just kind of sharing. And, you know, I know, you know, you know, physicians are a little bit more reserved, but right. and I love this idea of just, you know, here's your card, like exchange contact, how it details, you know, how you can help each other answering questions, you know, ask questions, um, just, you know, build your network. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, Next thing is uh, talking about, um, you talk about running the play and preventing procrastination. How does that fit into your overall business strategy? You can't overthink, right? <laughs> um, I've been to a lot of, I have a, a mentor um, and he's always like, one of his favorite things is run the play, right? <laughs> um, don't think about it, just do it. Take down notes when you go to the, you know, during your mentoring session, take down the notes and don't think about it because you think about it too long. Uh -huh. You ever heard the saying, think long, think wrong? 
right? <laughs> Don't overthink it, just do it. Because a lot of times if we take too much time to do it, we'll talk ourselves out of it. Um, <laughs> so I think that's important. And then for me is just creating a, a list of, or a, a checklist. I know a lot of people sometimes don't like to hear the word checklist, but I think that if you create some things at night, it's probably the best for me is to create a list of things that I need to get done the next day. And I do that usually at night or be thinking about that at night and writing those things down and, and getting those most important things done. And so you've got to kind of run the play. The thing about it is you have to think about it as this is my business, right? This is my baby. If I don't do it, it won't get done. And that's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. I love that because I was talking to another entrepreneur on the podcast and he was saying basically um, same thing as you don't overthink it and kind of create systems. So he's got like this calendar set up. So basically when it's and it's all like managed, um, he's got an assistant that does it. But once he gets that on the calendar, then it's just basically executing the play and just you know, going through and, you know, not thinking, just, you know, getting, getting the work done and, and executing. Um, I find that important. I think, yeah. Um, (laughs) I think on my calendar, it doesn't happen because I set reminders. That's good. Definitely running systems. Calendly. I use Calendly. It's awesome. It's, it um, integrates with whatever calendar you use, like Google Calendar, and it integrates, it sends me reminders. And so I know like, Hey, 30 minutes before you can set the time, you know, however, soon you want that reminder to come out, you can set that up. And so I know I'm like, okay, I got 30 minutes. Let me prep or get ready for, you know, whatever meeting or podcast or whatever the case, but um, definitely systems is important, especially automation and things of that nature. So that definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. And I love this idea because like the more you think or the more you just kind of ponder and ponder and ponder, you know, that time is basically allowing inertia to set in and, and it prevents you from getting momentum. So I just, I just love, like, you just get like the, I think it was Henry Ford. He was saying like the best entrepreneurs, they just execute like the uh, inconsequential decisions. They just execute, execute, you know, the big decisions, they take time to think and kind of talk to people, um, which is what you're describing. So kind of, I know um, what's interesting is uh, in this area, area, a lot of entrepreneurs, they face difficulties, obstacles and kind of talk about how you're empowering entrepreneurial women of color, unique challenges faced by women of color, um, kind of uh, talk about, you know, resiliency. That's a good one. Um, you know, <laughs> I'll say that I learned resiliency become um, being a single mother, right? Quitting is not an option, period, right? Quitting is not an option. Do you get disappointed and frustrated at times? Um, absolutely. But I think that if you think about it, sometimes you kind of have to take a couple of days off and it's not about quitting, but sometimes you just need a mental break. You need a mental break to kind of digest, marinate on some things that may have happened or, you know, whatever the case may be and get back at it. You've got to just keep going. You've got to keep doing it. Like I said, I was a single parent and I didn't have the option to quit. I had two kids that were counting on me. And so I think that with that, that tenacity, Um, that drive. And I was always the type of kid. um, I grew up in a really, really small town and there wasn't a whole lot to do. Um, And there's not a whole lot of opportunities in a town. Love my town. Right. But a lot of small towns, there's not a whole lot of opportunities. You have to kind of get out and move to different cities and relocate to kind of get more opportunities or be open to more opportunities. And 
I was always that kid that wanted to do more. I wanted to see more. I wanted to do more. I wanted to travel. I wanted to, you know, you see people traveling for their job and um, I would work. I worked for um, a large software company some years ago as a receptionist. And always, I would always see, you know, all the guys and some of the women would be traveling. And I'd be like, man, I wish you know, someday I want to do that. And then it was like, almost like I was manifesting those things in my mind. And so I think that when you see things that you want, you have to see it in your mind, you have to go for it. Um, and I think that a lot of times, yes, we do have some disparities um, with being a black woman or being a minority. But at the end of the day, I feel like what's for me is for me. And regardless of who doesn't think I should have it, who tries to hold me back, um, at the end of the day, what's for me is for me. And that's just how I feel. And like I said, you've got to have faith. You've got to be able to see things in your mind. You've got to work hard for them. You've got to go for it, run the play. And um, just keep going and don't allow things that happen in life to stop you. You've got to just keep going and have that drive and that tenacity um, to just want it. Right. And to yeah. keep going until you actually get what it is that you're wanting to do. Yeah. And uh, I really love that because uh, you know, this concept of value is it's a law of abundance, law of attraction. Uh, it doesn't look at race, color, gender, you know, where your background It's kind of like you manifested and the more value you bring, the, and I love this, you know, kind of just, you know, keep going because what's interesting is, you know, like you, for example, you, you just keep pushing and then you see like all of the people that held you back or all the people that kind of um, wronged you. And there's like, you see that there was a specific purpose for, for that, for them in your life. But then you like 10 years later, like they've gone by the wayside. Like they just basically, you know, they're nothing. It's irrelevant. Go ahead. I was going to yeah. say, I'm a firm believer in now. I didn't get it then, right? I'm 51 <laughs> now, so I, I get it. Everything, every job, every issue, everything in life is only preparation for where you're going, right? Yeah. And if you can keep that perspective and keep that in mind at all times, It'll make it easier for the journey, right? Because no one's journey is easy. You see people when they're super successful and they're billionaires and you think they just had it so great, right? Um, and you just don't know their background. But everything that you had to go through is just pre preparation for your journey. And, and I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah, which brings, you know, which kind of uh, ties into what you're talking about. Just execute the play and just execute the play because most of your haters and naysayers, they, they're either they envy you or they they can't do what you're trying to do so they try to push you down but they're never taking action so if you just execute the play continuously over time you build up that compound the compound effect um you know which is why like again they they're nothing you know in five ten years it's just kind of you've elevated yourself to that to that con conscious level so, I love that. Yes, absolutely. Very interesting. And uh, I love to, how can people contact you, follow you, check out your work, yes. reach out to you, et cetera? Um, so I'm on LinkedIn as Carrington Warfield. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Carrington War, W-A-R. Um, Facebook as my first and last name, Carrington Warfield. Um, again, like I said, I do write for Brains Magazine. So you can actually find Brains Magazine on LinkedIn um, and you can just go into their web. If you go to Brains Magazine online, you can type in my name and it'll pull up all the articles that I've written for them this year. Um, 
and that's kind of how you get to me. My email address, um, like I said, all of that information is in, there's a link in my bio, a link tree link, and it has um, everything that I pretty much have done. Um, all of my information, social media, all of that good stuff. Um, anything that I pretty much done is in my link tree. So, yeah. Awesome. And for all the audience, let's thank Carrington for coming on. I really enjoy talking to entrepreneurs and just kind of people that are, you know, on the cutting edge, you know, pushing the narrative, dictating the narrative, you know, changing industries and all of her resources will be in the links and show notes. And thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you, Chris. This has been amazing. This was a great conversation. And again, I thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.